Hey, before we get to today's show, we have breaking urgent news. It's March Madness related news. Nitrogen is running a promotion where it is a free roll bracket and it's real Bitcoin payouts. And the time is of the essence because it has to basically be today that you get us your Nitrogen ID number to get entry into this bracket. Again, it's a free roll. Why wouldn't you do it? You can send it to us on Twitter or on Discord. Both places work. Send us your Nitro ID and you will get in the bracket with free entry. And to be clear, today is Monday. No matter when you're listening to it, we mean Monday before the tournament starts. Yeah, get some March Madness. Here's the show. Today on The Breakdown. Okay, here's the deal. There's three left. Hundreds of thousands of dollars up in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's really interesting things about both of these players that I'm going to clue you in on right freaking now. No waiting. You know what I'm saying? It's coming right on the turn. Here we go. First of all, Christian Rudolph, famous pro player. You've definitely seen him. We've done hands of his before. He's interesting, not just because he's one of the better players in the world, but also he is the anonymizer. He is an unknown. He is... Spider-Man, when we don't know who Peter Parker is, man. You know what I'm saying? He is not even on Hendon. He's opted out, baby. So that's kind of interesting. He's up against Ramon Kalilis, and you're probably like, well, who the hell is that? And that's a reasonable point of view. But let me tell you something about Ramon Kalilis, and this is really cool. So Ramon Kalilis won the 2019 Poker Poker Stars Players Championship, and up until that point, his Hendon mob had him winning a total of $11,000 until that day when he won, just fasten your seatbelts on this one, $5.1 million, $5.1 million, and has since recently finished 14th in the main event of the World Series of Poker for another 300 and change K, and now here he is, three left in this big spot, once again, hundreds of thousands of dollars on the line. This guy is, you may say, well, he's sort of like fish on a heater. I'm here to tell you that is not the case. Just watching this hand alone, you're going to see sophistication like it's Pierce Brosnan in that heist movie, that, that jewel thief movie. All right, let's get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennis and John Levy. <laughs> Thomas Crown affair. Well, yes, but no. That is what I was originally referring to, but then I immediately pivoted to um, the John to being John Malkovich, where they kept saying Malkovich was in a jewel thief movie because ah. Thomas Crown affair is, of course, an art thief, yes, not a jewel thief. But I had to do because they keep saying you were great in that jewel that jewel thief movie, and he's like, I wasn't in a jewel thief movie. But everyone loves him in that jewel thief movie, and that's one of the running jokes of that fabulous film that everyone should see if they're not. Blind and, and everyone and deaf. should pay respect to Ramon Kalilis. This is yeah. the this is the dream, right? It's the legit. He dream. was he was a grinder in like local Spanish tournaments that didn't even get reported on Hendon. Maybe we're not we're not totally sure what his past is. Yeah, right. But he had 11k on Hendon. He had 11k on Hendon, and the way he got his 30k platinum pass to this event was it seems based on reading what I wrote on or what I read. Uh, yeah, he he won a series of tournaments and like was the point leader, and so got the 30k pass. So. You know, that's the dream. And then to, then to go and win $5.1 million and win the whole thing and now be, like, a really good player? Yeah. Wow. Going deep in the main event, very deep in the main event. Very, very deep. Playing in this thing, the $5,200 EPT online main event, which is, like, that's a, uh, shark soup, baby. It's, would, like, sharks everywhere. I would assume without knowing, and now I would no longer assume this, but I would have assumed, like, 
he's exactly the kind of player they want in this field. Yeah. They're like, yay, the guy who lucked his way into 5.1 million now plays with us in these big buy-ins. But actually, maybe not. Yeah. Like, he might be legit, yo. I mean, he's definitely not afraid to put his money where his mouth is. I like that about him. Yeah. We're going to do another hand of his, actually. Yes. There's like... Uh, this hand was suggested by Casper on Discord. The other hand, I, I, want, I want to see... Uh, I can't get to it right Yeah, now. you can't get to it. Can't get to it. You got to calm down. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to calm down. This is your moment of zen. Khalilis gets me fired up, man. I know. I understand. But what, you're not even getting fired up by the right guy, though. You know who should get you fired up? Christian Rudolph. Casper should get oh, you Casper. fired up. They're just finishing sanding the nose on our Mount Rushmore yep. of Casper Quack. Right. And now it's just four Casper Quacks up there. Yeah. There's nobody else. There's no room <laughs> for anyone else. Yeah. Discord, that's where Casper suggested. There's a link in the description. Join our Discord. We have a lot of fun there. It's a great place. Yeah. Obviously, I don't really mean that Mark Testart. Obviously, I don't really mean that Magna Carta. I don't mean that, you know, who's the fourth person who's on this list could, these days? I, I don't, it could be Trembath. Is he up there? I don't, is, he, is he number four? Well, there was a while when we were very clear who the fourth guy was. It's when Casper... Oh, Pock Ben Page. His, ben oh, Page. of course, Ben Page. He's, he's been silent for a while. Yeah. Perhaps in the country of his, where he lives, which it could be anywhere, as a, as a traveling journalist, Ben Page, perhaps the government is not so nice to the free press as we know he's yeah. a journalist. Of course, there's also Brian with a Y. Yeah. What happened to him? Only we know. Yeah, only us. And it's exciting to know. Okay, let's uh, roll ourselves back into this hand, ah, we don't much have to like look. a cigarette. Christian Rudolph. He always wears that hat. I bet the private detectives are smoking lots of cigarettes trying to chase Christian Rudolph, the man who can't be found. <laughs> he's opted out of Hendon. <laughs> he's opted out of Hendon. He sort of opted out of any kind of reporting on him. I looked him up. At one point, I was like, he spells his name weird. I found three different spellings of what was purportedly his name, even. No joke. Uh, only one of them was correct. <laughs> here's, here's a deep cut for you. Hit me. We got to get Anthony LaPaglia on the case. Wow, that is a deep cut. That's cold case? Uh, without a trace. Without a Which trace. Which ran from like 2002 to 2007 or something. Wasn't, the, wasn't he also, though, on cold case as like the, not the main guy, because that was that blonde one with the short hair, but like the, the supporting like Oh, I don't know. Guy? I'm not sure I'm right about that. I've certainly never seen either episode, any episode of either show. Yeah. My mom used to watch Without a Trace when I was in high school. That's how old that show is. <laughs> and that's why LaFaglia. I remember it. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. That is a super deep cut. Um, I feel like if I said, and I could say things that aren't as deep cut but are older. But like that one is like, yeah. It's not know. like it was a really popular show. Exactly. It was just like popular enough to get renewed a few times. I feel like me even referring to like the woman with blonde, short blonde hair from Cold Case. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, I saw commercials for that. Yeah. Like, there was like a seven-year period where like every NFL game they showed like the, right. the commercials for it because I think it was on Sunday nights or something yeah. on CBS. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we've got to get LaPaglia over here to find Christian Rudolph. Yeah. He's, there's no trace. Without a trace. You only have 48 hours. You only have 48 hours to find him or else he's dead 98% <laughs> of the time. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Or he changes his last name, the spelling of it at least. Yeah. To Rudolph. And then you're never going to get there. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. LaPaglia can't deal with spelling stuff. It's no, not, that's, he's like, I'm not dyslexic and I'm never going to be, okay? And this is how I make sure of that. Okay, here's another thing that you didn't know. Um, okay. I, actually, I guess we weren't talking about something you didn't know because you did know about Anthony LaPaglia and Without a Trace. But I didn't know it was Without a Trace. Anthony LaPaglia has a brother. His name is Jonathan LaPaglia, and he hosts Australian Survivor, Whoa. which is Survivor except with Australians. Is Anthony LaPaglia Australian? Yes. 
What? Yeah. But he, when he, I never saw the show. I don't know if I've ever seen the man. The Lapaglias are a big deal in Australia. But doesn't he like pretend to be like you know an New American New, New Yorker? Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. hey, what's uh, the thing over here? Yeah, like that. And uh, he's Australian. I mean, he's obviously of Italian descent. Lapaglia. Do we think he's um, one of those actors who's got like the Australian accent or the English accent? But when they talk, they have to make their voice all weird and gravelly to make supposedly Americanize it, like House, where he's like, "Hey, everyone!" Or like Gerard it's Butler. Me. I'm over here. Every anytime a female actress who sounds American has a weird, does a weird thing with her voice, I'm like, "Oh, she's definitely English or a way." Huh, I didn't realize that was a thing. That and they like, all the are gravelly voice thing. Like, oh yeah, they they don't know how to. They don't. They can't capture the full pitch, so they go lower. And it's and we like accept it because you can't hear any accent of it. It just sounds a little weird. But think about what how what what's his face had to do for House? Hugh Lowry. Hugh Lowry, that's right. Who Lowry? And he, he does that for all his American roles. He just goes really low. It, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, maybe Gerard Butler's not doing that enough because when he <laughs> does an American accent, it is bad. Yeah. He is a terrible American accent, which was a, a great credit to the movie Greenland, which is actually a really fun romp. It is a great movie. Highly actually, recommend. For, for what it is. It's maybe the best disaster movie I can think of It's as far as if you're going by disaster, not meaning like yeah. alien life forms and stuff, but more like natural disaster type stuff. Sure. I think it's the best one I can think of. It's really well done. But they let him keep his original, I think it's Irish or is it Scottish? One of those. His accent, his real accent. He's Irish. Yeah. He keeps his real accent. So yeah, you, you don't have great. to muddy through Gerard Butler trying to do an American yeah. accent where he's like contorting his mouth in these weird ways and it doesn't work. It was way smart. It's like, just just read the lines. Yeah. You know who's actually really good at doing accents besides Kate Winslet, who's, of course, amazing at doing accents? Um but Everybody really, was like, Kate Winslet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I want to say Kate Winslet. She is, and of course, Meryl Streep. But another actress who I just found out recently is not American. I was surprised. Like, usually I know. I was surprised. Melanie Linsky. Who's that? She was in, um, well, she was in Anger Management, I think, for a long time. Okay. <laughs> the Charlie Sheen <laughs> FX show. She's Did you watch now, that show? No, never. Um, she's on uh, Yellow Jackets right now, oh, I which is the it. Showtime show, which is fabulous. And uh, she's one of the main characters. And she's new. She's from New Zealand. She's Kiwi. And I had, was shocked. I just saw an interview with her, and I was couldn't believe that she wasn't American, which is, you know, that's a good sign. Is she the third most famous Kiwi then after uh, Taika Waititi and whoever the president is? Oh, I forgot her name. Oh, the president, Jamila. Yeah. Some, uh, um, I feel like there's a few more famous Kiwis. Probably somebody who plays like rugby or Australian rules football. Or... Yeah. You know, there's, there's someone who we're just not thinking of who's yeah. like really obvious. Oh, um, is Naomi Watts? Is Nicole Kidman? No, they're Australian. They're both Australian. Usually if you have a question, the answer is Australian because it's a much larger population. Yeah. yeah. No, but they are. I'm almost certain they're both Australian. It's got to be Taika Waititi for number one, right? At this point. I mean, there's probably a koala bear somewhere in some zoo. Who's <laughs> do, more do you know that koala bears exist in New Zealand? I mean, we know they exist in Australia. Well, I'm. Uh, they just had to have been born in New Zealand. Doesn't ah, have to so so that could so yeah. <laughs> That's I yeah I don't know. Um, maybe you're right. Maybe it is Taika Waititi. If I guess Russell Crowe is is Australian. Of course. Right? <laughs> then I I guess I feel like there's. We're going to be like, oh, my God. In fact, Michael Jordan is from New Zealand. <laughs> what, a, what a big surprise. I'm going to look this up as we're going, because I feel like there's going to be like seven people. We're going to be like, oh, my God, of course, you know. Barack Obama. Yeah, no, like really, though, you know, like, can you try at least? That's the thing. You don't even try. Okay, here are famous New Zealanders, according to this. Um, here we go. Stephen Adams. He, mm. He's pretty famous. He's not as famous as Taika Waititi. No, he's not. Peter Jackson. Ooh. That's pretty good. I didn't know he was actually from New Zealand. That's why they shoot everything in New Zealand. I mean, I thought it was because it was a good location. Have you ever heard him talk? No. Yeah, he sounds, you know, like not from here. 
He's probably more famous than Taika Waititi. I think he is. Yeah. I think he is. Um, Sir Edmund Hillary, I had no idea he was New Zealand. I thought he was British. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, Lord, the singer. Oh. We could be royals or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know if she's as famous anymore as Taika Waititi. I don't know Probably either. not. The guys from uh, Flight of the Concords? <laughs> How's that? Is that good enough? Is that good? Uh, yeah. no. Russell Grow is from New Zealand, oh, you he son is? of a bitch. Really? Anna Paquin is too. That I cannot believe. Russell Crowe's from New Zealand? From New Zealand. Oh, okay. I called it and you shot me down well, then and it's, made me look like an idiot. Then that's the answer. It's Russell Crowe. It's got to be Russell Crowe. Carl Urban, not the same. Lucy Lawless, huh? who's, of course, Xena. Um, Keith Urban as well? Weird. Isn't he like a country western singer? I think so. Anthony Starr, who's that? I don't know. I recognize the name. I don't know. Cliff Curtis, he's the, uh, the wrestler who's now an actor. Anyway, we're done. <laughs> we're done with this part. We have finished. We have lives. now finished. Yeah. But hey, we figured out that Russell Crowe is the most famous New Zealand person. He's got to be. I'm Congratulations, surprised. Russell. I was, I was sure he was Australian. Obviously. Yeah, you, you clearly were. You, you made it sound like Anyway, Christian Rudolph might be from New Zealand. No one will we, ever know. We can't know. I mean, he's German. Get me LaPaglia. <laughs> he's definitely German. But, um, but we don't really know anything about him. And we'll never know anything about him. He's off the grid. Yeah. He cool. lives in unsustainable farming. I mean, is, is that what they call the Unabomber's cabin <laughs> these days? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. The Unabomber yeah. probably was a, a farmer. He probably farmed about, about I, the cabin area. You would think so, yeah. right? The whole point is not to be relying on other yeah. on others. I mean, I've, I never read the manifesto. I don't really know what the whole point was. But. This is like 1,100 pages, right? You know, I probably there's probably an executive summary at the beginning, though, which I could have read, but no, I decided not to read that either. The one thing about the Unabomber that you know for sure is he, he writes an executive summary on all of his <laughs> manifestos. <laughs> I know his name. That, that's all I got, really. Yeah, Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, Theodore. Anywho, shall we get to it? All right. To Ramon Kalilis against a whisper, a ghost. <laughs> that's right. Some, can something both be there and not there at the same time? We're going to find out. It's fucking Schrodinger's poker player. It is in a way like that, except there's there's no poison. Well, there's we no could, physical barrier. We could maybe work on that. Put him in a box. You got to be careful what you say. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is going. What if on. he dies of of maybe? What if he dies though? But it's a venom and not a poison. Then you can't come after me. Venom is poison. It is not. They're they're different. Something can be venomous, but isn't poisonous. Something that's poisonous isn't venomous. Really? That is correct. Explain. A, a snake does not kill you with poison. It kills you with venom. It's a different thing. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure venom is not a subcategory of poison? Yeah, I'm 90% sure. I feel like this I'm is I'm more sure than you actually turned out to be on the Russell Crowe thing, but not okay. as sure as you thought you were at the time. Well, right. that was I'm, I'm going to have to Google this because it doesn't... I'm right. Is, is venom <laughs> different than poison. than poison? It sure is. Watch. I don't know how it would be. But I guess we'll find out. I think it probably just different. It's probably just made up of different, you know, chemicals and shit. <laughs> it does different things to the blood. I don't know. What's the answer? Uh, okay, it's about how it gets in the body. So it is, oh. I guess, different. Poison is a toxin that gets in the body by inhaling, swallowing, or absorption through the skin. Venom is a toxin that gets in the body by being bite. injected. Inject. Oh, so a bite would do yeah. it. But yeah. But I think once it's in there, it's like the same thing. Huh. Right? Interesting. Yeah. But different. Okay. We've learned a lot today. It's been really fascinating. This has been like watching the Magic School Bus. You learn so much, and you have fun. Yeah, if only we had a song to go along with everything. Luckily, we do. No, we don't. Oh, I thought we were going to break into a song now. I thought you thought we were going to break into a song. <laughs> and I, I thought, let's kill, you just let's, weren't game for it. Let's kill that right away. You're so game for so many things, but fair enough. That's I'm okay. not in a singing mood, okay? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get LaPaglia's guy on the phone. 
And he just won't answer or return my calls. You're really in a dark place right now, I think, is what... It's all Apoglia-based. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Who would have known that would, this would have turned into such a thing for you? Hmm? This obsession. Another thing that we've found out recently about Australia... Yeah. You found this out with me, actually, sort of, is that they have their own type of licorice. It's called Australian licorice. Or I don't know if it's different in some way, but it's like, <laughs> it's like a thing. It's a thing. You mean... There's a brand of licorice that's Australian no, licorice. No, no, it's categorized as Australian licorice, and there are many brands that make it. And really? they are different in the grocery store than the regular with wow. air licorice. I actually had some Australian licorice yeah. on Sunday and actually, Monday. Actually, you had New Zealand licorice. I did licorice. not. I had New Zealand licorice, oh. and then I went to the store and bought oh, I see. some Australian licorice because you told me it was better, and it was quite good. And it turns out it's full of wheat, huh. which I was surprised about and wasn't thrilled to see. Yeah, because you have a slight gluten thing. I'm a little bit of a thing with that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Anyway, they got, still taste they got their own full. Their, their own licorice type it going was on. Tasty as fuck. I recommend it. What accent was it that? Gets caught up in your in your teeth though, pretty intensely. I'll say that. You need a toothpick. Not at if you least. file your teeth down to to nubs, so that nothing can get caught <laughs> in there. That is a an idea I had not considered. Yeah. I will admit. Yeah, think about all think the, about, before speaking next time. Think about all options. <laughs> Think about how few cavities you would get if there's less tooth area to get cavities right. in. I mean, it's brilliant. Yeah. All you listeners out there, you should do this right now. Think of how few heart problems you would have if you just didn't have a heart, you know? Yeah. Wow. How, much, how likely are you to die of a blood condition if you have much less blood in your body? Like one liter instead of six. Seems like, less, seems like less. Unless, the, <laughs> unless it counts as a blood condition not having enough blood. That <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's just cheating. That's some dumb technical shit. Okay. Uh, you didn't think... catch my throwback with the heart thing, but that's okay. Oh, what was the heart thing? You know, it's a throwback to a previous episode. Oh, the heart thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That was a much loved heart thing. Anyway, here we go. Let's actually talk about this hand. Okay. I know. We've had some fun today, guys. We've really stretched our legs. We're the not talk about poker guys, poker guys. Hey, but for those, for luckily for you who have made through all of this, <laughs> you can know about your, your compatriots who are also listening, yeah. that they're, they're okay, even if they don't want to hear that, because we always put in the description where the hand analysis starts. That's right. So, so you can so, skip all the So all of stuff. your friends who don't like this stuff, they're safe. But fuck those people. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you they're not going to hear this part anyway, so I, I will say about them that they are the scum of the earth. <laughs> they are the worst. And they love listening to our poker analysis, but they can fuck right off. Yeah. That's all we're saying. I wish them nothing but pain. <laughs> if they were to die earlier than they were, you know, the so, fate, fate had determined that would be okay The actuarial tables didn't quite... Yeah. Oh, weird. This whole group of people. <laughs> <laughs> the skip-ahead people. Yeah. That's anyway, we're about to signal for them to come in. Okay. So everybody shut up. <laughs> no spoilers. They're coming. They're coming in now. All right. Three remain. Three remain. 210000 is the current payout on this $5,200 online okay. tournament. First is 363K, so still a huge chunk percentage-wise. And, th- and they've locked up like 260 or something 210, like I just said it. Oh, I thought you said 310 is what they were playing for. No, I wasn't. I didn't. Okay. What are, Third is 210. <laughs> first is 360, and second is like two. Somewhere in between those 80. two numbers. Yeah. I can tell you if you want. I thought you knew. Of course I want. Okay, I'll figure it out. Uh, one second here. Thought, it is 276,000. Thank you. There you go. Do your job. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, people who've skipped ahead. We, yeah. should, we shouldn't be making jokes. Yeah, no more jokes. <laughs> keep, it, keep it nice. Right, and, right. There's only poker analysis for these people, Grant. Right. Ramon Kalilas, okay. the golden boy of poker who yeah. rags to riches. Good for him. He's got 15.08 million. He's the clear short stack with about 38 bigs at 400K big blind. Okay. 
Uh, there's uh, Ru- Rudolph's got thirty million, and then the other guy has fifty million. So we're very deep three-handed here. He opens King Seven off King of Diamonds Seven of Spades to eight hundred eighty k on the button. Nothing to say here. We're going to start with some interesting stuff already with Christian Rudolph, stuff other than him being untraceable. He has 30.5 million in his stack. In the small blind with Ace of Spades, Jack of Diamonds, he just calls. Yeah. All right. I have a feeling you don't like this. This is the type of thing that you are not usually a fan of. I don't know what to do with this, actually. Here's why. Uh, so I think he's calling for a, a bunch of reasons, right? Two, two obvious reasons. Stack of Clueless being a four bet shove stack. That's one of them, and you sort of like don't love calling it off with Ace Jack suited, but maybe you have to. Yeah. Um, but the second piece unsuited, is, unsuited. Oh, it's off suited. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, but the second piece that's also relevant is you got the chip leader who's immediately on your left. So if you three bet, they could four bet sometimes. That's got to be so unlikely. It's you know it's in play a little bit, yeah. right? Um, also, if the chip leader, if we just call and the chip leader squeezes, we certainly can call the the chip leader's three bet. So it depends on like how. I mean, I don't hate this. Is what I'm getting to. Like, partially because like I would want Khalil's to have more or less for me to be four betting mostly, or if unless I'm just clearly going with it because I know he's going to four bet light enough at the time, then fine, I can three bet call it off. Yeah, but I don't love three bet calling his shove here for you know forty blinds or thirty eight. Yeah, blinds. it's like it's right, lot. it's right around this tax size that you kind of hate ace jack off. Yeah, like, like ace queen, it's an easy call three handed. Yeah. Ace jack, you're going to have to do it. Maybe, and that's why maybe he doesn't do it because right. he doesn't want to have to do it. Yeah, it's, it's half his stack. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's going to. Yeah, fortunes will shift. Yeah, much so, like the, the the ground beneath. Our feet. I mean, I when I play poker, I make plays like this all the time. But this is against much weaker fields, you know, where I'm like trying to mitigate variance, mm-hmm. and that doesn't seem like that would be the case here. Because right, the big stack is also a good player. What if God? I forgot who it oh, is. It's done very well online. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. don't know who it is off the top of my head. Yeah, so I'm sure someone will write a very snarky tweet about who it obviously is and how dumb and how we how how do we not like know every single poker player that's ever played a hand. You know, you know, whoever writes that should should collaborate with Rex, the tweeter. We Rex. haven't been getting too much from Rex recently. No, we haven't. That's what I'm saying. Get him; uh, he'll help you troll us. <laughs> He's good at that. That was the uh, first time we've actually given him any yeah. airspace on the podcast ever. He was like our original troll, and he trolled us for years. But just then to... he stopped, and he started being nice. So now he gets a little, he yeah. gets a mention. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. All it's... right. Anyway, here we go. Yeah. Twitter is not where we at anyway. We're on Discord again. Really? Check that out. No one, no one's on Twitter. Use anymore. the link, Discord. Yeah, Jack Dorsey, get out of my house. Web whoever whoever or, owns Discord is better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but Jack Dorsey. I think, it's, I think it's Microsoft. But anyway. Okay, fine. I just made that up. That would make sense to me, though. Yeah. Like, I'd, be really, like, I'd be like, sure. Yeah, why it's not? It's possible. Yeah. Um, it's like a gaming platform. Microsoft's pretty into gaming. They are. Anyway. Anyway. Rudolph just calls the big blind. What if God has a horrible hand in like 3-7 off or something and folds? Okay. So we're going to be heads up. With 2.31 million in the pot, Ramon Kalilis on the button with King 7 off, King of Diamonds 7 of Spades, Ace of Spades, Jack of Diamonds for Christian Rudolph. The flop is Queen of Spades, 5 of Hearts, Deuce of Clubs. A big whiff for both. Not really much as far as prospects either. For sure. For sure. Rudolph checks. Yep. Is it possible that a donk is an interesting thought here? I mean, if we donk, we're repping King-Queen exactly? Maybe pocket fives once in a while? Fives, fives, deuces, king, queen. That's it, right? Like, we're never donking queen jack, are we? I don't know. I think it's kind of interesting. We never have ace queen. Like, the, the, the reasoning behind the idea is 
is pure equity denial, obviously, but just that this board is extremely dry yes. and it just, you, you could just win this pot a lot of the time. Like it might, it might be a profitable play, even if it is not super reputable. Yeah, that's possible. I don't know at this level with these players, if this stuff works as well, you yeah. know, like I feel like they just have a lot more like, feel like they're forced to call with like a big chunk of their range when you donk mm-hmm. on this kind of a board, no matter what, you know, and they're going to make good decisions and like there, there isn't, you're, you can't just pick up the, the stuff that's the, the quarters that are on the ground as easily as you might like in lower buy-in events and yeah. like against, against weaker players. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Anyway, Rudolph does check. Yeah. Do you think this is an auto C bet for Clueless? I do on queen five deuce rainbow. It feels beyond obvious. What are you putting in Rudolph's small blind calling range? If you're Clueless, you're probably that's not putting question. too much ace jack in there. But you might think sometimes. Yeah, um, that's a good question, actually. So, like, medium pocket pairs feel like it, which are, by the way, going to call. You'd, right? you'd think those would three-bet a lot of the time, too. Well, then what is in the range? That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, it's hard like, to... if he's got a calling range at all, then... It feels you like it's, like, 9-10 suited. That was the thing I was thinking about before you said it. Yes, 9-10 suited. But I think if 9-10 suited is there, you're going to have to have some medium pocket pairs. Can you have a hand, like, other, like, suited aces that are weaker, like, ace-nine suited and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, Maybe. Maybe similar principle with yeah. ace jack off, you know. Similar. Um, can he have like a six suited, a seven suited? Probably a little bit. Maybe he's probably going to three bet the weaker of those though. Like I don't know. Does it's, he have, it's, it's hard to it's hard to figure out what's in this range. Does he have like five six suited, six seven suited? These types of hands? I don't think so. I don't believe so. I think I just think like uh, Ramon is a little too short to really call from the small blind with five six suited. Do you disagree? No, I think that that makes sense to me. It feels like the most natural hands to be in this range are, are like the middle suited connectors, middle to high, like the jack the tens, eight nine, to, eight nine through queen jack, perhaps suited connectors. Those make some sense, and then I think since we can't just have those, yeah. Right, so now we want to have some Broadway combos, which we can have like jack ten suited, or maybe that's sort of the same thing. Queen that jack is suited. Same. That is I, that's, um, that is exactly yes. the same thing as fine, I just said. Fine, what are you fine. talking about? I'm working my way through it. Um, I think we can have king queen off. Here. Yeah, um, we can probably have Ace Ten suited. I guess we can since we have Ace Jack. We know that we probably can have Ace Ten off too because we have yeah, Ace Jack off. I think you're right. But if you're Ramon, do you think that's no, likely? I wouldn't think. It. I would really be wondering what the hell's in this range and would think pocket sevens. That'd be my immediate hit. Pocket yeah. sevens, nine ten suited, Jack Ten suited. The first three, three things. Well, we block King, pocket queen. sevens, so maybe we should say pocket sixes instead. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Pocket sixes makes more sense. So Six should we King seven? Should we continue? Should we bet against that range? Gosh, if I think we should bet partially because we kind of have no equity here also. Like, we don't really have anything going on except, but we do have initiative, and this guy might have a bunch of folds. If, he's got, if he does have the 9, 10 suitors of the world, yeah. he's just going to throw his hand away. We don't have to bet big. We can bet once. We can turn a king or river a king sometimes, but we don't have to put a lot of chips in this pot. But it feels crazy to open king seven off and not take a shot on this super dry, unconnected board. Right. I agree, and so does Clueless, who bets five fifty five and a two point three one, and I feel like that yeah. must be printing equity. It feels like I mean, you just—I uh, mean, this never, this like almost never works. It's fine; you still win. Yeah, it's, it seems great. I assume the solver will want to bet as well. I'm not entirely yeah. sure, but we're going to find out. By the way, Wesley Cannon is going to do the solver work on this. Okay, and we'll come back at the end of the podcast. We have not seen it yet, and we'll talk about the solver. He'll also post all of his work on Discord. Great. All right. As Rudolph, you just can't fold this hand, right? It's too good in this spot. I don't know. I guess. I mean, in theory, that makes sense. We do have two back doors, straight draws. We've got the overcard, ace-jack high. So we're good a lot of the, some of the time. I don't know how often we're good. We're good a fair amount of the time, right? 
is this guy's ra- going to see if we think this guy's sea betting all the time, which I guess we do, then we're beating a lot of things. Is but, raising better than calling, or is it at least a viable? I option? think it's got to be viable. Yeah, like, aren't we getting a huge amount of folds? I mean, all the pocket pairs between fives and queens may feel obligated to call once. They probably will, but we can always fire on some cards. Like, any, anything that builds equity for us, we can fire on. Kings and tens and aces. Threes and fours. Threes and fours. A jack, we check. Yeah. check call. An ace, we probably bet because it may have made him an ace, too, and we probably have a better ace yeah. anyway. Um, yeah. Um, I don't ha- a raise is interesting here. Um, the thing I like best about it is calling... Puts us in such weird spots on turns and rivers. We're at a position. He's got the initiative. We just have ace jack, and we just are hoping he shuts down. Right? I mean, he bet he bet a blind and a half. So that's a really it's not good a point. huge deal. That's a really great point. Of course, we have to call for a blind and a half. Yeah, you're right. Um, right. When he sizes up the turn, assuming that's coming, because that happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, especially when you're talking about these kinds of players. If he sizes up the turn, we're just going to dump our hand unless we improve. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I guess that's not so bad to call here. Um, a raise is interesting, though. Yeah. Um, you think a raise is just going to also print money, right? Like, you would think. He made it 555. We don't have to raise big. We go 1.3. We go 1.35. Yeah. Like, he's, he's just going to have some, a bunch of auto folds. Right. And if we're going to fold to a lot of inevitable continues on the turn against his entire range, then it saves us that issue. Good luck putting us on a hand when we raise this, by the way. Yeah. Like, an ace comes later. I guess an, an ace is a weird one. A jack comes later, and he's like, calls us with two nines. Yeah. And it goes, check, check on the turn. We can bet for value on the river, and he feels like he has to station us, and we win. You know, like, it's going to really throw him off. So that's a little bit cool. I think raising is interesting. I yeah. probably would end up calling, It's personally. so cheap. It's yeah. so easy to call when it's this cheap. That's what Rudolph does. Yeah. Makes the call. Christian Rudolph. We don't know who he is. Nobody knows who he is. Spider-Man! Spider-Man! He might be Spider-Man. I'm saying no one knows who Spider-Man is either. It's Peter Parker. Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit, did I just just get that guy killed? Oh, man, that's too bad. (laughs) Too late now. It's out there. You know what's really too bad? Uh. I'm just realizing is all the people who skipped ahead. Oh, they they were like, I beat him. I got I got I went to the spot because they said hand analysis begins here. And they're still talking about fucking Spider-Man. I thought I was gonna miss all the dumb humor, and now I'm locked in the dumb humor machine. I can't get out. I can't get out, I said. Yeah, you can't get out. The dumb humor machine. Yes. Like my microphone went away. It fell a little bit, but it's okay. it's okay. It's back now. Um, you know, so is Nitrogen Sports, and it never went anywhere. That's the deal, man. Nitrogen Sports, it's always going to be there for you to cradle you at night when you're, when you're scared. If like, it's, there's like a windstorm. Like Christian Rudolph would be. Or if you're scared of Christian Rudolph then, because of the level of anonymization he's mm, achieved. And you're like, doesn't that, doesn't that mean that he's probably outside my window with a knife? <laughs> like, doesn't, isn't that what that means? Nitrogen Sports knows that you care about safety and you care about yourself. And Nitrogen cares about you. Yeah. And that's why, you know, if you win something or you just want your Bitcoin out of Nitrogen, you get it in 90 minutes or less because they care about you, cradling you at night, um, offering you great things. If you use the link in the description, like our monthly tournament. It's a fun tournament. You should, you should play it last Sunday of every month. Little stuff like March Madness pools where they pay out Bitcoin on free entries. You know, survivor pools for the NFL. Similar stuff. Good stuff. They're the guys who are always there with carrot and hummus. Not pizza. They don't want you to die. But they want you to have protein and vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> carrot and hummus. They're yeah. like, this is good for you. Yeah. Your body will thank you. Yeah. 
No, go to sleep. I know it's only 9.30, but you'll feel great you, in the morning. You need to sleep right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they spread hummus all over you, your bed and they put you in the bed. Yeah, and that's that's love. And that's nitrogen sports. That's what they're going to do. And they're, they paid for this ad, and we're talking about them effectively chloroforming Not only you. did they pay for it, they, had, they, they paid for somebody else to write it, and they... I don't know why they wanted us to say all of those things. It's really strange, but, but you know That was verbatim the script yeah. that we got. We're just monkeys who, you know, yeah. I never, obviously, none of the things we say is, you know, inspired or, or, or improv. Like, so all of it's a script anyway, but not just the ad, but but also the ad. And that, and that ad was written in 2019 because obviously there was a Christian yes. Rudolph element to it. And they were like, use this the, the next time you do a Christian Rudolph. Like, no problem. Yeah, they have a lot of, they have a lot of different player based hands. So you're, you're going to be yeah. here on some good ones. It's yeah. like, you know how the New York times has got obituaries for a bunch of old people, yeah, yeah. a bunch of famous people. So just in case, you know, Frickin' James Franco dies in a terrible, yeah. you know, blender accident. They, they got something right away. Yeah, it's like, we got a whole page of James Franco obituary, man. Just, Let's just go. you wait until we do another Martin Jacobs in hand. Oh, oh that ad is spicy. Really... I can't believe they actually let that one get past, you know, all of their their safeguards. It's but... too hot for podcasting, <laughs> but we're going to do it anyway. We, they, that's what they pay us for, man. Yeah, uh, we, we, we make no decisions. Yeah. We're just little robots who open our mouths. Wheel believes all of this. Anyway, here we go. Let's get back to the hand. Okay. Um, all right. So the pot is now $3.4 million after the bet and call on the flop. Rudolph as the check caller with Ace of Spades, Jack of Diamonds on a board of Queen of Spades, Five of Hearts, Deuce of Clubs. Kalilis with King Seven off, King of Diamonds, Seven of Spades. The turn is the Eight of Spades. Doesn't change anybody, anything for either of these players, really. Um, how does this interact with their ranges individually, do you think? I mean, with Kalilis, it's kind of random, but with Rudolph's range in particular. Right. That's a good question. It doesn't seem to do very much with Rudolph's range at all, right? Like, what is it? It's pocket eights exactly. Probably doesn't have six eight suited in it, or five eight suited. He definitely doesn't no. have five eight suited. No way. Range. Queen eight suited, no. Ace eight? Does he, Maybe he calls ace eight and turns an eight sometimes? Maybe ace eight suited of hearts, clubs, or spades where he yeah. has the back door. But that's like that's that's three combos, and I don't know if he's playing. I don't think he's playing them all like that preflop anyway. And I guess that wouldn't be spades either because it's the eight of spades. So yeah, so now we're at two combos. Yeah. So not and then there's three combos of eights if if this interacts if he's got pocket eights now, which right? is so, like you definitely don't give him all three combos. No way. So like we're we're at like one and a half combos, two combos total of ways this seems to hit him. Right, he doesn't have queen eight suited. No, it's just not. A, it just doesn't matter. So from Khalil's perspective, it's not a concern that this card would have improved. Uh, Rudolph in order to call further aggression. The bigger concern is, does he have a hand already that could have called multiple streets? Right. Does he have king-queen, basically, right? right? Queen-jack queen suited, maybe. Maybe queen-ten suited. Absolutely. Maybe. Um, I don't think queen-nine suited is going to no. be... No, but, I, but we would assume, because it's Christian Rudolph, Christian Rudolph never folding if he has a queen on the turn. No, never. There's no way we could... There's like basically no price we can make it. We can go pot... 1.2 pot, I think he's calling with the queen. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. These guys, this is what they do. Rudolph, by the way, checks. So I think the most interesting thing to talk about here is what Kalila should do. Yes. And, of course, you have to make some guesses about what the preflop range is and then the continuing range for Rudolph. If we give him a bunch of ace highs, then I think we have to bet. I agree. Um, he doesn't have too many pocket pairs above the eight, really. Nope. Uh, maybe none. Maybe none at all. So we're not super worried about those, which would probably hold on as well. And pocket sevens, let's say he has pocket sevens for a second. Now I know we have a seven, so call it pocket sixes. It's the same thing yeah. in this case. That eight sucks for him. Yeah, Clues could, could have any eight that he would play preflop. 
Would Khalilis bet big on an eight on the turn? I don't know that he would. That's the only problem. The yeah. story is not great unless we have pocket eights ourselves for that eight to have hit yes. us in a way that we can bet. I guess we could have queen eight suited, though. Right. But that's And maybe five eight suited. I mean, it's more telling the story of a better hand if you're yeah. Khalilis. You're telling the story of a queen plus. Right. But it, we can put pressure on hands like pocket sixes yeah. pretty well here. So that's nice. Yeah. I, I, I think we're supposed to bet again. I like a bet. I think I like a bet. Um, I mean, obviously, it's easy to say that when we know that Yes. Rolf is sitting there with ace high, but it, it just doesn't feel like he has that many queens in his range. Like he has king queen off in his range, but how many of the combos is he three betting? Probably a decent chunk. He's got queen jack, I think only suited and queen 10 only suited. I think so. That's six combos total, which he might three bet some of those too. Exactly. I don't think he has any other queens unless he has, maybe he has some ace queens he flats also. Once he in might. A while. Yeah. Oh, let's assume he does, yeah. but not that many. Right. Then He's, if you give him a bunch of ace highs, which maybe you have to. Well, we bet one and a half blinds. We, yeah. I, I think you do have to. Yeah, I think I like a bet. I think I like a chunkier bet, something like in the two million range. I feel like if we had bet more on the flop, and I'm fine that we didn't. I like that we didn't. But if we had bet more on the flop, I'd be much more interested in checking the turn because now he's got a stronger range. Yeah. But because we bet so little, as you're saying, he's got ace highs. I don't even know. Does he have king jack suited sometimes here? Maybe he Maybe. does with back doors. I think he does. Pocket threes, pocket fours, pocket sixes. Yeah. Ace five. If he ever has ace five and just calls with it, he called once, but he's yeah. going to fold the turn. Probably. We, we need to take a shot here. I, that's what it feels like. Yeah. I think strength on the turn when we bet so little on the flop is just a good idea in a lot of hold'em spots. Well, Khalilis checks back. Okay, fine. Platinum pass. More like poop pass. More like platinum... Poop. Fart. Pass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How dare you check, Khalilis? Yeah, this this feels like probably a mistake. I can understand in the moment not wanting to fire again because it's like, uh, I'm getting short, and this is this is a bigger bet now if I do it, right? Yeah. And so it's it's an inflection point in the hand. But it feels like it's going to work a lot. Well, if you're Khalilis, maybe you're putting a lot more queens uh, as a percentage of Rudolph's range than it, is yeah. accurate. Like, if you're not putting him on a bunch of ace highs preflop, then right. it changes the equation a lot. It's like King Jack suited and Queens. Yeah. Basically. And maybe a few pocket pairs. Uh, just a few. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's a lot of Queens, yo. Yeah. So I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, if you're doing that, I guess that makes sense. I guess King 10 suited if you're doing King Jack suited. But yeah. But we have a King in our hand anyway. So we yep. can't give him that many of those. All right. So it goes check, check. Okay. There's fine. still 3.4 million in the pot. The river is the king of spades. Well, what a penny from heaven. A penny from heaven. Is that a saying? Uh, pennies from heaven was a saying back in the day. Yeah, those would be, those would be at such a high velocity that it would kill everybody. Well, you're assuming a lot of things. I, I guess I'm assuming that heaven's really high up. You're also assuming that a penny from heaven has the same weight and would work the same physically. Isn't a penny just world? a penny? Like it's a penny from heaven. You were just going this whole thing about Australian okay. Australian licorice is completely different. It's hold its own on, thing. Hold on but a, a second. penny from heaven no. is the same. See, there's a semantic there's a semantic issue here. <laughs> Australian licorice is a type of thing. Yeah. Yes. Whereas a penny from heaven just states the origin of the penny. Right. It's still the same thing. Is if it? I said if I is said it? licorice from Australia, I would expect it to be regular licorice produced in Australia. It's not Australian licorice. It's different. So let me ask you this. If I said that car is from Germany, you would think it's the same as a car from uh, built in America, for example? I think you wouldn't. I would think it was far inferior. <laughs> as a true flesh and blood American yeah, wow, over that here. Was really, that was a test and you passed. <laughs> um, I have seven F-350s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think you've been, you've been found out. Your hypocrisy exposed once again. So you're telling me these pennies from heaven aren't killing anybody. <laughs> That's say, what you're trying to tell me. A, heaven may be a very short drop. It may be right above us for all we know. 
um, one to a penny touch a penny from heaven may be a completely different experience than a penny not from heaven. And say is, is a penny an experience now? I <laughs> say <laughs> like getting pelted with one. Ah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, by the way, Steve Martin, Lily Tomlin were in a movie called Pennies from Heaven, like in the eighties. Oh yeah. I don't know if it was good. I've never heard of it. Yeah, obviously the, not. You've the, never heard of the phrase. That makes it unlikely to be good because I've heard of Steve Martin movies from yeah. that era that were good. Steve Martin not known for that movie. No one ever talks about that movie ever. I I can't believe I remember that movie existing. But you know, I have a weird weird mind for that stuff. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is pretty fun. Yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a pretty funny movie. That's a fun movie. Yeah, recommended if anybody wants to see some Steve Martin action. Who doesn't? There's a lot of good Steve Martin action in the world. Yeah. What else you got? I mean, only murders in a building. Is yeah, a, you've been telling really me to watch example. that show. Really good example of some quality Steve Martin. But really, you could YouTube Steve Martin doing like the Oscars and stuff like that. Like he does like the opening monologue. Yeah. That's good stuff. That's funny. Did you know that he's a world-class banjo player? I did know that. has a bluegrass band? Yep. I've seen him play. It's pretty cool. On his special. He has a special on uh, Netflix with Martin Short, which I watched after watching Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin yeah. Short, and, uh, which was very Steve Martin-y. Like the humor is like... All that arrogant stuff that he yeah. does so well—it's—it's it's pretty funny. It's pretty great, and uh, and he suddenly in the middle, like suddenly Martin Short leaves, and Steve Martin's like, "Hey everyone!" And then his band comes out and they play banjo music for like ten minutes, and they get back to the comedy, and it's kind of out of place and weird. It sounds out of place. It's like he like jammed that right in there because he wanted to, yep. you know. But yep. whatever. And it's not called banjo music. I mean, he was playing the banjo, but <laughs> yeah, it's, it's bluegrass. bluegrass yeah. Anyway, it's a weird thing. Back to the hand. So that was that was relevant <laughs> to all of these decisions. Once again, people who skipped the first 17 minutes are so pissed. <laughs> oh, well. Fuck them. <laughs> the river is the king of spades. Yes. King, oh, right. right. The penny, penny from, from heaven. heaven. Yeah. It pelts Kalilis right in the head. And I guess <laughs> and doesn't, it, feels it doesn't, wonderful. doesn't kill him. No, it, it improves his life. Yeah, it's wonderful. It is a spade, a third spade. Okay. Slightly scary, but it is a king. So Kalilis is very likely to have the best hand at this point. Yeah, for sure. All right. As Rudolph, can you do anything but check? I don't think so. You do have the ace of spades. You can you can rep the flush, but why? Yeah. That's super weird. Like, we have the best hand a fair amount, right? Yeah. Because it went check, check on the turn. Like, not always, but sometimes. Uh, repping the flush feels like way overdoing it. Like, why do we need to rep the flush? Like, I mean, I guess we could rep the flush plus a bunch of other stuff. But we wouldn't be repping that much other stuff. Could we bet a queen now? We couldn't, right? No. If we had king, queen exactly, which we can have in theory. I guess anyway. we could bet that. We could bet that, right. Um, but that's really what we're repping when we bet, I think. Or a weird backdoor flush. Yep. So Rudolph checks. That's and, fine. Uh, our listeners are smart, so I'm going gonna, I'm yeah, gonna to guess it. that they know what's going to happen next. I knew what was going to happen once he checked. I, I had the whole thing. I saw it, and then it all happened. Yeah. Well, at least the, the, the next two actions are pretty clearly going to happen. Like, you know that when it's a breakdown. Oh, like yeah, this. that's right. Um, Lewis is going to bet, which seems like an, of obli- course. It's an obligation. You have to. Yeah, you got to get some value. You're trying to get value out of a queen, right? Yeah. Or whatever else wants to station us. I mean, you just have the best hand so frequently, you have to to bet. He goes kind of big, 2.66 and a 3.4. So he's saying, hero me, hero me. You know, like that. It's still only six and a half blinds, but you're right. It's stacked to pot. Or not, uh, based on the size of the pot, of course. It's a little bit sizable. All right, so. A queen has to call, though. As Rudolph, of course, you have the holy grail of things that good poker players like to have, which is the not flush blocker on an unpaired board. Yeah. Which means you have to do it, right? Do you ever not do it? Like, do you ever not do it? I think these days, you always do it. Yeah. I feel like at this point, it's like kind of 100% for these guys. Yeah. Almost. A, maybe there's, 
at least against good players, right? right? Against bad players, probably not at all, right? But against someone who's going to fire this card a lot, going to have you beat a lot, going to is capable of making big folds, though, and all the stuff in between, you know, isn't just going to immediately station you because they have two pair. Right. They're going to really think about it, maybe fold two pair a lot, you know, and stuff like feels like, of course you do it. Yep. I think you do. And there's something really beautiful about it here for Rudolph, too, is that from Khalilis's perspective, you wouldn't expect too many unsuited aces in Rudolph's preflop calling range. That's a great which point. Which means he doesn't have as many nut blocker plays, which should give this play more credence. I really like that point a lot. And then what 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 bluffs do we have besides? I guess we'll get into that because we know this we is We have coming. to because, yeah. okay, he, he moves in. Of course. For does. 11 million effective. Yep. Big, big shove. Yep. Um, all right. Yeah, what are his bluffs? I mean, it's got to be like... I mean, is there any unsuited jacks in his range? No. I don't think there is. No. So it's really hard to come up with bluffs. It's got to be the ace of spades, but then how does he have it? He has to have, I guess, now we know he has ace jack. With ace jack, ace 10, maybe ace 9 no, off. No, no, Ew, that just makes me feel sick. It seems hard to imagine. Yeah. Ace jack, ace 10. Yeah. Ace, no, it's like so hard for him to have ace queen and decide to turn into a bluff here. Both those things seem like a big stretch. It's ace jack, ace 10. So it's six combos. No. Yes. It's six freaking combos. And he has to not <laughs> and he has to not have three bet them preflop. So it's obviously not all six of those combos. Right. Okay. Let me ask a second question, because this is of course the other question we always would want to yeah. ask here. What value is here? Let's name it. Uh, the nut flush. Right. Or or weaker flushes. Yep, could be weaker flushes too. Maybe it doesn't go all the way down, no. but his suited connectors don't go that low anyway. I mean, maybe any any suited spades he would play. He might has be. nine ten of spades. I don't know if he's calling the flop with nine ten. He does have two back doors, yeah. but I don't know if he's calling it. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, jack ten of spades. He's probably calling the flop with jack ten of yeah. spades. King ten of spades. Oh no, king ten of spades can't be there. The king of spades is on the board. Yeah. Um, jack ja- ten, jack nine, and nine ten of spades. Perhaps I don't think he has jack nine suited. Maybe not. So there's two combos yeah. of value plus, well, no, plus no, some no, nut flushes. Nut flushes, yeah. Okay. Um, but he has to not have three bet those pre. Yep. He's going to three bet a bunch of those pre. We know that. Yeah. Um, what nut flushes does he have? Let's, let's do some of these if we can. It's hard to know. It yeah. Could, it could, it, it's just based on his theories and what, the way he you might sit there ranges. And you might be thinking, like, he doesn't even have ace 10 suited here. I don't believe it. Like, I think he's just going to three bet. Three bet ace ten suited. So then you're down to like ace nine suited. Yeah, ace nine, ace eight, ace seven, ace six. Who knows, right? Like ace, can't even be ace eight because yeah. the eight of spades is on the board. But yeah, ace three and ace four. Yes, like those. That makes a lot of sense. Makes some but sense. He had to call with that pre, which again, I'm not sure. He's, I don't know if he's doing that. Right, but we know he probably does sometimes because we know he did it with ace jack off. Yeah. So if we're giving him some ace-jack of one. Play, Ace-jack plays way better, though, as a call than ace three out of position with the, at the stack size. Yeah, way I mean, better. But I, but I can't say for sure he's not doing it. I agree with you. But I would have expected either of them to be three bets. Yeah. So I might sit there and like feel like I can eliminate most of the nut flushes. And then that means I can eliminate most of the flushes, right? But then how do you... But also the bluffs are like barely anything. Exactly. There's very few of either thing. So That's here, what we're getting here we are. What we do is we use distribution. Yes, we do. Because this is not clear what to right. do. All right. So something that we don't have going for us is that our distribution goes very high. We have a lot of combos of the nuts in our range. Although, actually, no, we don't. Now that I think about we it, the turn we would bet the turn. So lot. maybe we have no flushes 
we may have no flushes or very, very few. We probably have a few, right? We probably, yeah. we can't be so obvious that we have, we always go bet bet with our flushes. Right, but, but we probably don't have, we probably have 10% of the potential flushes. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Effectively, okay. very few. Okay. Beyond so, that, what else are we betting for? What else do we have here? That we check the turn with, too. Like, do we have king, queen? Probably no. not. We don't have any queens. We could have maybe king eight. We could have king eight. Okay. Yes. Um, we can king ha- five. King deuce suited. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't even know if we can have king five off. We can have king five suited for yeah, sure. Yeah. King five suited, king deuce suited. So there's two combos of those. Yeah. But sure. Um, you could ask yourself, like, are those better than just in the distribution than our current hand? Oh, because we have a spade. Yep. I would say they're not. They're probably not. Because uh, who cares? Like, the guy's repping a flush when he does this, right? So, so the best hand that we could have is ace-king with the ace of spades. Yep. That's the very best hand That's that we dream. have to call with. For sure. The next thing, then, and then we work our way down yeah, from king there. Yeah, king-jack with, like, with the jack of spades, king-ten yeah. with ten of spades. And, so, do we, and we value a spade over rank in every case. So king three with the three of spades, even if it's not in our range, let's assume it is for a second, yep. is better than ace, ace king, king without, without the spade. No question yeah. about it. I think it's probably better than king queen, right? Because yeah. this guy's not check raising any two pair hand right. one on this board in this spot, right, for all in. I think no. it's just calling, right? Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe he's doing king queen exactly. Because we can have king eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay, maybe you're right. And, and because it's like almost a guarantee that it's the best hand. Okay. That's fair. Um, but still, I would argue, well, in this case, then in that case, having king-queen would be better, right, against that particular part of the range anyway, right, because you get to chop instead of lose. Would we rather it. have this hand, king-seven with the seven of spades, or a set of kings? Jeez. Um, I... A set of kings might accidentally win sometimes. Also, we block... Mm, we, we don't, don't, we, we don't actually... Blocking don't, doesn't help us. And we don't actually have it in our range because we would have bet the turn... Yeah, we're betting the turn for sure. You're yeah. right. So it's not, it's not a reasonable question yeah. in that way. What's the best hand we have? What's the best hand that we actually have here? Ace-King with the Ace of Spades. Right. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. So then we're not that far away. This is near the top. Then, is, of our it's a call. It's just a clear call. It like, is. I, w- I will say, when this card came, I was like, and Christian Rudolph checked, especially, yeah. I was like, oh, I know it's going to happen, probably. It's going to go bet, shove, call, right? Like, and that's what happens, right? He's going to have think to call. If Kalilas had not the spade, though, you think it's a fold? Yes. Yeah. I think so, that's how he decides. Yeah. Um, so what if he, what if, are the other hands in his range? If, if, do you think it's a call with like eight, nine with a nine of spades if you're Kalilas? You might play it like this. We're really going for thin value. Yeah, we are going for really thin value. I don't right? know if we're I don't know if we're betting that river. Yeah, you're probably right. Because like a queen is still sitting there, right? Yeah, and we don't have any queens in our range because we didn't bet the turn. And is a five really going to call us anyway if yeah. we bet? Okay, you're right. You're right. Yep, this is too high in our distribution. Yeah, we have to make the call. We can have nope. We can't have ace queen because we would have bet the turn. Yeah, it's just all the kings. It's all the kings. So we got a spade in our hand. We got a call. We have a lot of kings where we don't have a spade in our hand, and we bet. We, we take the same line, and we, and we fold. fold. Yeah. And this is how we bluff catch correctly. Yep. And that's what he does. To his credit, Clueless finds the call, which is correct, not only in theory, we think, but also wins him this hand. He also calls pretty quickly, too, if I recall. Like, it feels like he doesn't yeah. take very long. And now, it's online, so they have to be kind of quick. But it seems like he has a plan for this yep. hand. He's like, oh, yeah, Rudolph is totally capable of not having it and having the ace of spades in a weird way. And, like, 
Also, I have king seven with the king seven of spades. Of course I call. It's a hand that I call with. Yep. Right? Like, whatever. This is one of the hands I call with. It doesn't always work out. Um, here's a question I want to ask. Is, and I, I know these guys are at a really high level, so maybe this isn't a fair question. So maybe it's not reasonable. Mm-hmm. But is this a plausible line that Rudolph's even taking with the nut flush? Or a big flush? I have to imagine that it is. It has to be at least a little bit, right? He's got yeah. to be somewhat balanced. He knows that, right? Yeah. Feels like most of the time he's going to bet the river, though, if he's got a flush. Most of the time. It certainly does, but I got to believe he's going to be right. have some level of balance. I you mean, have no, to have you can't even find this guy. How could he not be balanced? You're right, of course. Oh, my God. He's behind every, every wall. <laughs> he's behind every wall. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's intense. That's what it feels like sometimes. Anyway, I'm, uh, like, I, we didn't love the turn check, but I'm really impressed with Cleolus's play yeah. here. I, I know in theory we came to this conclusion, but it doesn't seem super obvious when you're there and you have a 30-second timer and you just have king with a seven kicker here and you just got check shoved on for your tournament life. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I agree. And it's a big spot. There's a lot of money involved. Being the shortest stack maybe helps him a little bit. Maybe also he's up against two absolute crushers, like known crushers. And so maybe he's also like, Knows he has to gamble a little more. Maybe um, we know that later on because he because he makes this call and wins this wins this hand. Uh, he gets heads up later on and he take he has his force. I don't know if he's forced. He chooses to take similar lines against what if God in, a, in a hand that we are going to do in the future. Yeah, um, where it seems like he clearly has a plan. He's like, I do this. I do this because of this, and that's the thing. And like, I don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could spend a lot of time thinking this through. Or I could just know this is what I do. Mm-hmm. And I actually like that. I like that. Like I have a plan. I'm following it. Even though it's not always going to work. Of course not. But it's going to work a lot, and it works here. Gosh darn it. Well, let's see what the solver thinks. Okay. Wesley Cannon solved this baby for us as best Pio could. So let's see what it pooped out, huh? He Encyclopedia Brown the hell out of this. Sure, why not? Encyclopedia Brown, whatever. Yeah. All right. Back to the flop. Yep. Um Pio does want Ramon to bet most of his range. Makes lots of sense. We agreed. Yeah, we like that. But actually wants him to check this hand. What? This is one of the few hands that he checks. This hand and then king and jack highs with backdoor flush draws are checks. So, uh, it's surprising. Okay. I guess it's like you just can't. It's like, well, we're not betting 100%. So here's some of the stuff. When, when it checks back, it wants to check something that's an overcard. So a king high is. Yeah, sure. Bit. Except that it also wants to do it with jack high hands. So, Fuck. So I guess you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, again. Yeah, so I don't know. That's whatever. It doesn't like what Ramon did here. Um, yep. Rudolph, based on the range that Wesley gave him, which was relatively wide because he knows that Rudolph called with ace-jack off, so he had to include a little more, few sure. more hands than he usually does out of a small blind calling range. Um, but out of that range, he's only supposed to fold jack-10 and king-10 off, which I don't know. Wesley including jack-10 yeah. and king-10 off, I don't know if I agree. I wouldn't have put it in there but myself. Wesley's a solver. He might, he might know some things. He may have, you know, Encyclopedia Brown this thing, Yeah, though, is the deal. But the point being, Rudolph doesn't have many folds here. Right. We all agree on that. Well, we can all finally get together. We, and can, say. Yeah, we, can, we can all basically say Ro- Ramon's got a lot of bets on the flop, and Rudolph has very few folds on the flop. And we all agree on that. That's all the things that we have to agree on in order to be a society. All right. To the turn. Sure. We really wanted Ramon to keep betting. Yeah. Um, so does the solver. Oh, cool. He wants him to continue with most of his range, which makes sense. All of our reasons were not based on Ramon's hand. It was just like, Correct. you're going to get folds. You should continue. Yeah. Um, the solver, I assume, agrees with that point, but also should bet all combos of King 7. I, I'm not going to fathom a guess as to why King 7 in particular is 100%, whereas not all hands are, but whatever. It's 
Well, the solver's never going to bet all hands on almost anything, right? Yeah. The solver's always going to have some... It wants to be able to show up with different things in different spots. So it can't just have 100%. And I guess it does have some pure bets once in a while, but not that often, right? Yeah. It, it's really trying to have some checks here, Yep. too. So, But King Seven, fuck it. Fire away, baby! Well, he did not. But the, here we, the solver, though, we're, running, we're basically right in lockstep with the solver. So oh, I wonder if that's some sort of foretelling of what might happen in the future with, with that sentence. I mean, the way you said that, it seems like maybe it is. No one would have realized it until you said that, but now people It's might. fine, because the closer we get to it, the less it matters that it's spoiled. And yet, you seem to make a big thing out of it when it was just as close. I keep not spoiling the end of the world, January 4th, 2028. Oh, shit. Do, should, do, can we delete that? Yeah, we can. we'll All delete right. that. We'll take that out for sure. Yeah. No one's going to know. Yeah. You're going to end the world, though, right? Like, I, gonna, in a... I mean, it's we're not, not in a direct way. I mean, it will be my fault, <laughs> and I can actually do a lot to make it not happen. Yeah. I'm just choosing not to. Yeah, yeah. that's it's different. Okay, yeah. it's sort of like from Australia versus with Australia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> heaven pennies, completely different than pennies from heaven. All right. Uh, so yeah, river. you know I'm right. All right, on the river. <laughs> Ramon went with pretty big sizing, which we kind of glossed over, but yeah. the solver cares. At this size, it only wants him to bet two pair plus for value. It doesn't want him to bet this hand for value at this size. Uh, so, yeah, he went okay. too, too thin. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Rudolph can actually call with this hand. We didn't the, even talk about that. No, I thought jamming made plenty of sense. Yeah. But the solver's preferred action is to call, followed by jam, then fold. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Calling with this hand. Well, that would have been a huge mistake for Christian Rudolph. Yeah, he would have been an idiot. He would have lost the hand, he called. Yeah, unlike now. But when... he gave himself a chance to win. Yeah, and he got <laughs> to have the thrill of the chase. Exactly. You know? It's like gone in 60 seconds. It's just like that. Yeah. Angelina Jolie and Nick Cage? Yeah. Okay. Was it any good? Couldn't I have been, right? don't remember. It's a I... car stealing movie. I... Car theft movie. And there's no good car theft movies? Are there good car theft movies? Um, yep, that's what I thought. Wally? Is that a car theft movie? <laughs> is, are any of the Fast and Furious movies car theft movies? I mean, there's definitely theft of cars in those movies. I mean, that's a car theft movie then. Oh, no, but it's not about car yeah. theft. So, no, you're right. It's not a car theft movie. Like, cars get stolen in a lot of movies, but all right, fair enough. It's about, like, the Fast and the Furious movies is about the evolution of small-time crooks turning into <laughs> basically government superheroes who yeah. cannot die. Um, the any- next one's in space. Yeah, of course. Anyway, yeah. here we are. He bets the King 7, even though right. the solver doesn't want him to. Rudolph can call. He's supposed to call. The solver, the solver just doesn't want him to do it at this size, though, yeah. right? He yeah. Can- okay. Um, right, Rudolph can call. Rudolph- yeah. It wants Rudolph to call. Instead, he jams, which is fine, but yeah. uh, it's not the preferred action of the solver. And here is where the solver is not in lockstep with us, as yeah. you said. It's the, it says the exact opposite thing that we said. I know. It, it says that Ramon should fold this hand and call with his king x2 pair hands. I don't understand. It doesn't goes, make any damn sense. What the fuck? The solver can jump off a cliff for all I care with Wh- this shit. Why? Why do we want to call with our two pair hands? And so we block full houses? No, we block no. sets and other two pairs instead of flushes. Yeah. It's because the solver thinks on that dry a board that there's just more two-pair combos than flush combos for value, I guess. So it's trying to block the thing that has more value. That must be what it is, right? I guess. That makes sense, right? It was just one spade. It's hard but for what, the guy to have but two does, I mean, what two-pair combos does Rudolph have? Uh, uh, besides king-queen? 
Uh, nothing. And then your King X two pairs are not beating King Queen because you know we're betting King Queen on the turn most likely if we're remote. And so we are losing to King Queen with King Eight, King Five, and King Deuce, which we might check on the turn. Yeah, the solver. This also says that uh, Rudolph can value shove King Five plus. Here. Yeah, I wouldn't put he King should Five never in have his range. King Five in his range yeah. here, right? Although actually, we have seen. The suited kings, they do like to call from the yeah. small blind. Remember, uh, yeah, that yeah. I did it that time. We we were we lit them up, and then we got lit up yeah. for saying that. I remember that it was a while ago. Um, and your favorite hand ever, whatever you know. Oh yeah, the Simon Dedman hand. That's right. Yeah, um, it's a great hand. So anyway, so I guess maybe so maybe from a solver point of view, you can't have king five maybe. suited. But wow, that seems crazy. Yeah, still so, seems crazy. Anyway, to me. it said the opposite that we said. Yeah, which so, you know, it's proof that we don't fudge the shit. You know, I guess we, we're, so. we're just telling the truth. We're just, you know, Skynet is real, and it's coming for you. And the solver is so far ahead and behind us as humanity. You don't know if it's coming or going. You don't know if it's going to clean up your poop or <laughs> eat your breakfast. Good good point. <laughs> quick, Thanks, quick, quick ender to the podcast here. Yeah. What do you think is a bigger threat to humanity? With the underlying notion that Skynet is real, which we, of course, we agree that. on. Is it Skynet, or is it the unknown whereabouts of Christian Rudolph? Oh, man, a bigger threat to humanity. See, the thing is this. I know that Skynet, while alive and ha- or sentient, I should say, not alive, but um, Skynet could, Careful. could easily end humanity, but may choose not to. I know Christian Rudolph will be hurting humans. Will be, <laughs> he's out there and he's on the hunt, you know? So... He can never it's, sue us for this because that would require him to get on the exactly. grid. Exactly. He's got <laughs> to get a lawyer. He's going to have to show an ID. <laughs> We're safe. We can say anything we want, as much libel as we want about Christian Rudolph, even though all of it's clearly untrue. And we know absolutely nothing about him. We know that he's not in We know he's a German That's poker the pro. the only thing we know. <laughs> he wears that, that, uh, that hoodie hat thing, whatever, you know, that, yeah. that guys wear sometimes. That's it. Good point. And now we're done. <laughs> Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the crown. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.